Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 53 Fools say in their hearts, there is no God. They are corrupt, they commit abominable acts. There is no one who does good. God looks down from heaven on humankind to see if there are any who are wise, who seek after God. They have fallen away, they are, like, they are all alike perverse. There is no one who does good. No, not no one. Have they no knowledge, these evildoers who eat up my people as they eat bread and do not call upon God? There they shall be in great terror, in terror such as, as has not been. For God will scatter the bones of the ungodly. They will be put to shame, for God has rejected them. Oh, that deliverance for Israel would come from Zion. When God restores the fortune of his people, Jacob will rejoice. Israel will be glad. Leviticus chapter 23, verses 26 through 41. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Now the tenth day of the seventh month is the, la- is the day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you. You shall deny yourselves and present the Lord's offering by fire. And you shall do no work during that entire day, for it is a day of atonement, to make atonement on your behalf before the Lord your God. For anyone who does not practice self-denial During that entire day they shall be cut off from the people. And anyone who does any work during that entire day, such a one I will destroy from the midst of the people. You shall do no work, is a statute forever throughout your generations in all your settlements. It shall be to you a Sabbath of complete rest, and you shall deny yourselves. On the ninth, ninth day of the month at evening, from evening to evening you shall keep your Sabbath. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel, saying, on the fifteenth day of this seventh month, and lasting seven days, there shall be the festival of booths to the Lord. The first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall not work at your occupations. Seven days you shall present the Lord's offerings by fire. On the eighth day you shall observe a holy convocation and present the Lord's offering by fire. It is a solemn assembly. You shall not work at your occupations. These are the appointed festivals of the Lord, which you shall celebrate at times as times of holy convocation for presenting to the lord offerings by fire burnt offerings and grain offerings sacrifices and drink offerings each on its own proper day apart from the sabbaths of the lord and apart from your gifts and apart from all your votive offerings and apart from all your free will offerings which you give to the lord now the 15th day of the 7th month when you have gathered the produce of the land You shall keep the festival of the Lord, lasting seven days, a complete rest on the first day, and a complete rest on the eighth day. On the first day you shall take the fruit of majestic trees, branches of palm trees, boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You shall keep it as a festival to the Lord seven days in the year. You shall keep it in the seventh month as a statute forever throughout your generations. Revelation chapter 19 verses 1 through 8 
After this I heard what seemed to be the loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power to our God, for his judgments are true and just. He has judged the great consumer who corrupted the earth with her fornication, and he has avenged her on her the blood of his servants. Once more they said, Hallelujah! The smoke goes up from her forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and their four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne, saying, Amen! Hallelujah! And from the throne came a voice, saying, Praise our God, all you servants, and all who fear him, small and great. Then I heard what seemed to be the voice of a great multitude, like the sound of many waters, and like the sound of mighty thunder peals, crying out, Hallelujah! For the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns. Let us rejoice and exult and give God glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. To her it has been granted to be clothed with fine linen, bright and pure. For the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. Good morning and welcome to the fourth Monday of Lent. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 53, Leviticus 23, and Revelation 19. Um, Sorry for missing so many days last week, but uh, I'm back uh, for the last day of family vacation before we get back home to Walkersville. But um, this morning's readings is kind of an interesting mix. And uh, the uh, the book of Revelation traditionally has been attributed to John, and it certainly claims to be, the author claims to be John. Um, Then we have these letters of John, and we have John's gospel. And they all seem kind of alike. And one of the things that binds them together in style is this use of uh, the imagery of the lamb. Uh, John's gospel is the only one that talks about the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Um, and the in the Greek uh, and in Hebrew and in English, there are words that distinguish between baby animals of different types. And there's also a word, calf, that just signifies any young you know, herd animal. Um, and the the word that is used for the Day of Atonement, the animal that's sacrificed, is a goat. It's not a sheep. Uh, it's not a horse. It's not a cow. Um, goats and sheep are, have some similarities, but they're, they're very, very different, and it's because of their diet. Um, goats can eat anything, and they, so they do, and that makes them a lot more independent. They don't need humans to get by, and sheep do. Sheep have to be shorn once a year. Um, they rely on herds for protection because they're docile and easy prey. Goat or goats are not easy prey, um, and they're cantankerous because they can eat anything. They don't have to stay near the pasture lands. Um, they don't need humans, um, and so the imagery that we associate with sheep and lamb, sheep and goats, um, is important. It was, it is for us, it is for uh, the ancient world. And so the fact that the Passover, or I'm sorry, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, has to be a goat. Uh, Hebrew is clear. It's, you choose them from the goats. That's where we get the word scapegoat, because one goat is killed for the Lord, another is killed for uh, this weird word, Azazel, and it becomes 
uh, in English, William Tyndale, I think, coined it the scapegoat because he escapes. Um, but it, that isn't really what happens. The scapegoat is what takes the sins of the world. And then in later tradition, uh, after the Bible was kind of sealed, um, and it may have occurred, but it wasn't prescribed, somebody would go out and find the goat and push it off a cliff. And, you know, I don't, the Bible never tells you us to do this, but it's part of this kind of growing tradition after the Bible. But anyway, I mention this because of John's imagery um, of pure white linen, this docile baby sheep, um, and like the, you know, the, the gospel choir singing in perfect harmony and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, which is fine. But it's symbolism that God, that John is using. Um, I can't think of a place in the Hebrew Bible where white linens and like, you know, there's unblemished for like the, the sacrifices, the cows must be unblemished, the lamb, lambs and the goats must be unblemished, but nothing like pure and white. Like that's something that strikes me as kind of Greek. Um, but... The, we run into this problem because John confuses confuses his Bible. There is no baby sheep that takes away the, the sins of the world. That's a goat. It has to be a goat. The other one, um, Passover, could be a goat or a lamb or a pigeon if that's all you had. Um, and so there's no place in all the Hebrew Bible that says there is a baby sheep who takes away the sins of the world or there's a baby sheep that must be sacrificed uh, as opposed to other animals. So the sheep carries this, you know, pure and holy connotation. And that's not what the Hebrew Bible prescribed. That isn't the only way that we should be thinking about holiness. Holiness is not clean and spotless and no dirt on your fingernails. It's it's usually either a ritual uh, or a moral purity. So don't screw up the ceremonies and don't be a a morally bad person. Both of those, you can get dirty. I mean, when you're sacrificing animals, you have blood all over your hands. And that's what happened during Passover, I'm sorry, Yom Kippur. The first goat of God was killed, and before the high priest washes his hands, he comes out, lays his bloody hands on the head of the goat for Azazel, the scapegoat, puts the sins of the, of the people on the goat, and then banishes it from the camp. Um, so nothing about that is like clean and white. Um, and that's pertinent for military families, I think, because in the military, you're, you know, you're taught to be pragmatic. Like it doesn't matter if you're dirty as long as you get the fucking job done. Um, staying clean and pure is not high on the list of priorities. I mean, it's great to come home and shower. Um, but part of what grunts, you know, glory in is, you know, how much shit you can take how dirty you can get, how long you can go in the field, um, how many hits you can take at the bar, shit like that. Um, and so it's part of the good news for GI is that God is not a lamb. God is a goat, you know, the greatest of all time, but also literally he is the Yom Kippur goat, the scapegoat who takes away the sins of the world. Um, God doesn't, you know, Jesus doesn't need us. We might be sheep, sure, um, but God is... Um, you know, insofar as the symbolism uh, that we are given in the Hebrew Bible is meant to be ours as Christians, um, 
then God is really a goat, the goat, um, and the you know he's not this you know uh, pure white as a you know driven snow kind of imagery. I think those are later you know traditions being imposed upon Hebrew scripture and, and tradition and, and culture. Um, and so, what's most important in holiness is not that you're genteel and like you know reserved and quiet like the lamb before slaughter or the sheep before shearer um that that's not what holiness means that's not what you know whatever it is that we think it is to be pure that is not what god requires of us um at the very least god requires that we be good you know morally and if we engage in rituals uh for the people uh, that we re- maintain ritual purity, that we not mess it up, um, either by becoming morally douchebags, uh, or you know screwing up the, you know the the odds and ends of of what we have to do, as part of our 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 faith. A prayer for the mission of the church, from the Book of Common Prayer. Ever living God whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and the hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with pewpewhq in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.